Good morning. It is Mother's Day 2020, the day that we set aside to recognize mothers, to celebrate mothers. And I believe it may be the hardest Mother's Day yet. Some, in fact, many may have lost their mother or lost a grandmother, and maybe some even as recent as this past year. And going through this day without them is a hard day. Some mothers may have lost children. That is unspeakably hard. Today is a reminder of that, and we pray for you as we go through the course of this day. Some mothers may have lost pre-born children, and we rarely know what to say to that, but this day also is a reminder of that. And I want to say to them, your child is an eternal person. They are loved, and they are valuable, and they are with Jesus Christ, our Lord, today. And we pray for you today on this day as well. Those are hard things. And then on top of all of that, I believe these days, as we stand here on Mother's Day 2020, I believe these are the toughest days to be a mother in the history of the world. I honestly believe that as we stand here this morning, these are the toughest days to be a mother in the history of the world. The duties, the roles, the expectations of mothers today are greater, are heavier than any time, I believe, in human history. And so, Mama, the day that you exist today, this is a hard time to be a mother. 25% of kids are raised today in single-parent homes. Almost all of those are led by single mothers, three times as many as did in 1960. That is a growing thing today. Listen to this, 57% of millennial moms are single moms. And most of the time, they're not going to have a very little help from the male. Today, going on top of those statistics, mothers are overworked. Uh, sometimes, in fact, most of the times with an unreasonable workload. 75% of the mothers of kids that are under 18 years of age work outside the home in addition to raising that child. Now, again, add that to the fact that a good number of those are doing it by themselves. But of all mothers, 75% of mothers with kids under 18 are working outside of the home. Some of those working as many as two jobs. That is also more than any time in American history. Now, not only that, that doesn't change the fact that still... The statistics tell us most of the household duties, as much as 80% of the household duties, fall on the mom. And that's talking about cooking and cleaning and shopping and the day-to-day -day raising of the kids, hauling them over there, picking them up over there, disciplining them, all of those things, as much as 80% of the household duties fall on the mom as well. I was reading an article, and it said that the dad's expectation today primarily is still to provide for the kids, and that's his expectation. Dad, your expectation is to provide for the kids, but the kid's success is primarily the mom's expectation. Now, what that means is if the kids are going to be great students, if they're going to be great athletes, or if the kids will be well-behaved, if they will be well-dressed, 
if they're going to be popular, if they're going to be on the homecoming court and the dance team, if they're going to excel in the school band, if they're going to learn the piano or learn a second language, if they're able to ride their bike or able one day to drive a car, if they're ever going to go to a good university, a good school, or get a good job, those expectations are placed on the mom. And so understand, the dad, his expectation still in 2020 is to provide for the home, but the success of the kid, those expectations are placed on the mom. And so underlying in that current is mom, if your kids fail, that also is on you. Now we could go on and on. I wanna add to that that statistics also show that today of homes that claim to be Christian, and those are on decline, in homes that claim to be Christian, the spiritual leader of the home, guess what? The vast majority of the time also is the mom. In fact, I would tell you as many as 90% of the homes claiming to be Christian, the spiritual leader of that home is not the dad, it is the mom. And so I wanna tell you, these surely are the hardest days to be a mother. These are surely the hardest, toughest days to be a mother. And so overwhelmed and, and overworked and overextended and stressed out and exhausted by all these duties and all these expectations, they might ask the question, so what is a mom to do? So what is a mom to do? Well, I wanna tell you the good news today on Mother's Day 2020, I'm gonna give you the biblical formula. I'm gonna give you the biblical answer. And I wanna tell you, it is gonna be a great blessing today. In the midst of that, what is a mom to do? Now, I wanna also tell you the good news is we're not gonna leave some of the audience out today. We're not gonna leave some of the hearers out today, but this is for all people. This is for men. This is for those that are, are not moms. This is for all people. And this is the biblical formula for tough days. And so again, our message today is what is a mom to do? Today we're gonna be in Psalm chapter 37, verses one through nine. What is a mom to do? Psalm chapter 37, verses one through nine. Listen to God's word. Do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious toward wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trusting also in him, and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil doing. For evildoers will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today and we are thankful for you. And we're thankful for your grace and we're thankful for your kindness. We're thankful for your truth that you give us in your word. Lord, we're thankful for mothers today. 
And I pray on this day that we recognize and we celebrate Mother's Lord. We're thankful for the plan and the gift and then today the direction that you have for mothers. Lord, bless them today. Encourage them. Lord, I pray that all people today in the hearing of your word, that we would all be instructed. We would all be encouraged. Lord, I pray for some that do not have hope in Jesus today, that do not have peace with you through Jesus today. I pray that today in the hearing of this message, on Mother's Day this day, that they might turn and place their trust in you. Lord, we give this to you. We pray that you take it, that you use it, that you multiply it, and most of all, that you're glorified through it. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So we begin today, as we begin this morning, understand our way forward has to be from God. And that's the beginning place as we start our march today. Understand our, our way forward has to be from God. Now, maybe as you think about today, notice with all of the advancements today and with all of the technology today and with all of the experts today, that when we think things ought to be at their best, we've actually found they're at their toughest. And so with all of these advancements, things are not getting easier. That's what human thought would say. Well, surely things are getting easier. Look at the comforts we have today. Surely things are getting better. But the truth is, with all of these advancements, things are getting tougher. Well, I want to tell you, the, the problem is we are turning to the wrong source for our answers. And so understand as we begin today, our answer is going to be found in moving forward with God. Our answer is going to be found in turning to the source, and the source is God. And then listen to this, and God has our answers. God has our answers. And there's, there's great joy in that. There's great hope in that, knowing God has our answers. And so understand, as we begin today, our way forward is going to be with God. In our psalm today, Psalm 37, understand, it is a song of David. It is a psalm of David. Now, at this point, David has traveled through some tough days, in fact, some extremely tough days. David also is again found in the midst of some tough days. And so not only has he walked through tough days, he again at the point of this song is found in the midst of tough days. Now, some of that is the consequence of his own sin. Some of that is the consequence of the sin of others. At this point, people have abandoned him. People have turned on him and people have turned from him. More than that, as he writes this song, people are actively seeking his destruction. People are actually actively trying to hurt him. And so in our song today, we find David in the midst of hard days. He is in the midst of tough days. And it's then in this song that we find our timeless formula to move forward with. And so understand, that is, that is the context. These are tough days. It is a hard time. And there in the midst of that, we find our timeless formula to move forward with. And so mom, if these are hard days, here is your formula. 
Listen, any person, if these are hard days, here is your formula. In fact, if you're listening today and these are not hard days, these are not bad days, and you would say, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything seems to be okay for me. Listen, this is your formula as well. And so here from this context, we find our way forward. We find our formula today. Now, it's going to be found in four parts. We're going to find it in four steps. Now, as we begin, I want you to be very sure and see that the steps are in the Lord. Understand that. Our steps, our way forward, they are in the Lord. It is not you. Sometimes we think, well, it's got to be in me, and I've got to be strong, and I've got to have willpower, and it's going to be in me. It's not in you. It's not in us. It's not in me. It is not in you. Our steps forward, understand, they are in the Lord. Okay, what's a mom to do? The first step is this. Step one is this. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. All right, listen to verse three. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Trust in the Lord. Now, the Hebrew word here for trust, it means to rely on. It means to trust in. It most literally translates to put bold confidence in. And so I I want you to hear that today. Our first step is not to panic. Our first step is not to worry, but rather it is to boldly, radically put your confidence in the Lord. It is to say, God, I am trusting you. Bold confidence in God. Now, let me help you here. You cannot do that. It is not possible. You cannot do that unless you know God. And listen, I'm not talking about superficially. There's a lot of folks walking around with a superficial understanding of God. Listen, it's not some some generic understanding of God. Well, there's God and we understand God. It's not some light understanding of God. But listen, it is to know God. It is to deeply know God. It is to deeply understand and to know God. It's to know that he's your creator. Do Do you believe that? Do you understand that? He is the creator. He's your creator. Do you understand all that that means? That means your purpose is in him. Your plan is in him. Your days are set and directed by him. He is your creator. It's to know that. It's to know that he's your sustainer. And if you take another breath, he's going to sustain that. If the stars are going to stay in the sky, he's going to sustain that. It's to know he is the sustainer. It's to know that he's powerful, that he can do anything. It's to know that he's wise, that he has all knowledge, all wisdom is his. It's to know that he's good and he's great and he's kind. It's to know that he's love. Listen, he is love and all the things, all the shapes that that takes, not God is love. It's to know that he is perfect in all of those things. 
He's perfect in all of his ways. It's to know that he's infinite in all of those things. Each of those things, he's infinite in those things. He's unending in those things. He's infinite in all of his ways. Do you understand that? Do you understand it means he's not gonna turn from you. That's the, that's the character, that's the witness of his character. He's not gonna forget about you. He's not gonna walk off and abandon you. It's to understand he's not gonna run out of grace when it gets to your turn in line. He's not gonna run out of mercy when it comes to dealing with your sin. It is to know God. Let me tell you, part of the problem today, and, I, and I'll tell you, I believe it may be the biggest part of the problem is we do not know God, not like that. And so it's hard to trust God. And we say, you know what? Trust in the Lord, trust God. But we're not able to trust him like that because we don't know him like that. He is marvelous. He is wonderful. He is faithful. He is tremendous. The psalmist in a couple of psalms back says, taste and see, check it out, taste and see. He is good. Folks, I want you to hear me today. And I want you to be very sure of this. And today in the midst of the storms that we exist in, listen, I want you to hear this and I want it to be written upon your heart today. Hear me today, listen very carefully. Nobody trusting in the Lord has ever been disappointed. Nobody trusting in the Lord has ever, ever, ever been let down. Oh, hurting heart, hear that today. Oh, struggling mama, hear that today. Trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. First step, trust in the Lord. Second step, delight in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. Listen to verse four. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now I want you to see this step, this second step. This is very awesome. Listen very carefully to the words here. Delight, listen to this, translates take exquisite or luxurious delight in. That's, that's what it means, delight. Take luxurious, exquisite delight in. It means to bask in his delight, to bask in that delight. What it means is, listen very carefully, times are hard. It's hard, but we're not crushed. We're not deterred, we're not destroyed, we're not turned back, no. Instead, we are found as the people of God, trusting in God, we are found lavishly delighting in the safety and the provision and the truth of God. And though the storms may come and the waters may rage, we are found in the midst of that and we are delighting lavishly in the truth of our God. I hesitate to tell this story. I'm going to tell it. Years ago, I believe I was about 20, so about five years ago, I had a friend named Nick. Now, Nick was a New Jersey State Championship wrestler. He won that, I believe, three times. He was in the super heavyweight class. 
I believe his last couple of years he was undefeated as a wrestler, so he's a super wrestler. Uh, he was six foot four. He was about 315 pounds. He ran a 4940. He could bench press over 500 pounds. He was built. Uh, he looked like a pit bull. Uh, he had a full scholarship offer to the University of Miami as a guard. In fact, everybody, everybody wanted him as a football player. And this was my friend. Well, one evening out, uh, we ran into some guys. And there were three of them that I remember. There was three of these guys. And those guys ended up having an issue with me. I don't, I don't know why. I can't imagine what had happened. But they ended up with an issue with me. And they were, they were mad at me. And they were saying some very hurtful things to me. And so I, I told those guys, those three guys, that I would fight all three of them. And for whatever reason, in the course of that, I said, I told them I would fight all three of them. And they, they all stepped up. And I thought, here we go. I'm, I'm going to fight all three of those guys. But I knew Nick was outside. And so I was bold and I was talking and they were saying things. And I thought, you know what, I'll, all three of you guys, you line up over here. But I knew Nick was outside. And so at some point in the conversation, I, I tapped on the door and the door opened and Nick filled the entire door. And I can remember standing there and I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm with Nick. I'm, Nick's with me. I'm so glad I'm with Nick. And I would tell you, I was delighted that I was with Nick. And that was the, the delight that I had. Listen to me, hear me today. When we've trusted in God, when we know who he is, that he is for us and that he's with us, we will delight in him. Listen, the people of God, we delight in the Lord. And so we are glad, we are ecstatic, we are laughing walking in the truth that we know him, that we understand him, that he is with us. And so we delight in him. What that means today in 2020, it means these days are tough, but we're not just going to get by these days. We're not just going to endure these days. We're not just going to survive these days. No, we're going to thrive in these days. We're going to be blessed in these days because of the Lord. And that's what that verse says. Delight in the Lord. Oh, do you see who he is? Do you see his truth? Do you see his power and his provision? And we delight in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Step three. We trust in the Lord. We delight in the Lord. Step three. Commit to the Lord. Commit to the Lord. Verse 5 says this. <clears throat> Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will do it. Commit your way to the Lord. Now, follow with me. This step is different from trusting in the Lord. Now, we, we hear that, commit to the Lord, trust in the Lord. Now, that seems like a very similar thing. We understand this step is different than trusting in the Lord. Now, this is to take that bold confidence, that first step, that bold confidence in the Lord, to take that trust in God and to move forward to walk in that trust. And that's what this step is. It's different because it's not just to have the bold confidence, but it is now to march out, to move forward, and to walk in 
that trust. The word commit here in the original language, it comes from a word that means, and it sounds strange until you put it into context, it means to roll away or to roll with. It is to give to. And so understand, we, we trust God, and so we submit to him. We're going to go with him. We, we seek his direction. We pour into his word. We seek his direction from his word. And now, trusting God, we commit to God. Very simply, it is the process of walking in obedience. And that's what this is. Commit your way to the Lord. You have trusted the Lord. Now roll with the Lord. Commit to him. It means, Lord, you said go. We're going to go. Lord, you said this is the direction. Then this is the direction. Lord, you said this is the speed. Then this will be the speed. We are to commit to the Lord. We are rolling out, moving with the Lord. Folks, I want you to understand this. You will not find success. You will not find peace. You will not find the result you seek. Listen to me. Walking outside of committed obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ. Our world says, you know what? You've got a belief in God. That's good. Let's go a different direction. You've got a trust in God. That's good. The Bible says that's how you're safe. Well, let's walk in a different understanding. Listen, you will not find success. You will never find peace in your life. You will never find the result that you seek if you're not walking in committed obedience to our Lord. Let me tell you today, you know what's exhausting? Trying to walk your own way, that's exhausting. You know what's exhausting? Trying to find your own way. Is this the way to go? Is this the right thing to do? Is this the wrong thing to do? That's exhausting. You know what's exhausting? Trying to please the world. Trying to look a certain way for the world. Trying to take on duties that God never intended for you to have. That's exhausting. Commit to the Lord, roll out, move, walk in obedience. And then the fourth step, trust in the Lord, delight in the Lord, commit to the Lord. Ooh, listen to this one. Hear this one very carefully. Rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Verse seven. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret, do not worry because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Rest in Hebrew is a word that means to be still. It's a word that means to be calmed. And it really, it's this transition that, that you were not calmed and now you're calmed. It's to cease 
The picture here is you've been going and you've been going and you've been running and you've been running and you've been striving and you've been striving and now it is to cease to pull back, to be at ease. It's, it's a picture that says to be quiet. You've been going and pushing and working and striving and it's to pull back and to be calmed and to be quiet and to be still. Hear me, it means that we have trusted God and, and he is our delight. And it means that because we've trusted God, we've committed to him and we've walked in obedience and, and we've been walking in obedience in our responses and we've been walking in obedience in our actions and, and in our thoughts and we've been letting God direct the course of our lives and of our homes and of our businesses and we've been walking in obedience because we've had bold confidence in God. Well, now it says as we've walked in obedience, as we've delighted in the Lord because we've boldly trusted him, now we can rest in him. We can relax. You see, he's in control. He is faithful. He has the course. He has the course. I don't have to find it. He holds the course. He empowers us on it. And when we walk with him, we can relax in him. Listen, friend, some hurting person, they needed to hear that today. Somebody needs to hear that today. Some mom that's at her wit's end and she's tired today. Some person that's been running and running and running and they're tired and they're exhausted. Listen, the word of God says, rest in the Lord. Take a breath, rest in the Lord. Trust him, rest in him. I love this formula. Today, I needed this formula. Trust in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. Lavishly delight in the Lord. Commit to the Lord. Walk in obedience. Commit to the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Listen, friend, I love this formula. I needed this formula. Do you know why? Because it leads us to Jesus. You see, Jesus is that Lord. Jesus is the Lord that we trust, and by trusting in him, we're saved. Jesus is the Lord that we delight in. Praise the Lord. Jesus is the one that we walk in obedience to, and we walk in obedience because we love him. Jesus is the one, listen to me, where we find rest, and that's only in Jesus. You see, there's no work left to do. No work is left undone because all of it was finished. Listen, in Jesus Christ, we find peace, and we only find peace, and we find it in Jesus because it's what he gives to us. And so we find peace in Jesus. Listen, our salvation is settled. If you think life is hard now, try to work for your salvation. Try to do enough good things that you would ever secure your salvation. Oh, friend, you'll never do it. But listen to me. Jesus finishes it. He does it on the cross of Calvary. Jesus secures it and he's risen from the dead. He's risen as the Savior and Jesus gives us rest by faith in him. And so listen to me. If you're tired today, 
If you're hurt today, if you're exhausted today, if you're here on Mother's Day and you're missing your parents today, if you're longing to hold kids that you never got to hold, if you're confused by it all, if the struggle's too much, rest in Jesus. Jesus is that Lord. Rest in Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come. I'm thankful for the truth of your word. I'm thankful for a hope and a peace and a salvation settled in Jesus Christ. Lord, I'm thankful that I can trust you and, and, and trusting in you that we're saved. Lord, I'm thankful that the delight of my heart is in you and it's well placed in you. Lord, I'm thankful that there's final and full rest in Jesus. Lord, I pray for the person that's struggling today, right now. Lord, I pray for the person that feels unappreciated today. I feel for the, pray for the person that feels overwhelmed today. I pray for the person that doesn't understand today that can understand. Pray for the person whose heart is broken today. Lord, I pray that if they don't know you, that today they would turn in the midst of great heartache and turn to you, that they would trust my Savior, Jesus. Lord, I pray for some maybe that are hearing this right now, that they would, that they would turn and let go of the sins of this world. They would turn in repentance and by faith receive you. Lord, I also pray for those that do know you. Likewise, they hurt today. Likewise, they're tired today. Likewise, they are confused today. Lord, I pray that they also would trust in you, would delight in you, Jesus, would commit to you. And today on Mother's Day 2020, they would find rest in you. Lord, we praise you. We thank you. We worship you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.